Blackbirds, Volume 1, Episode 5. Written by Andre Philip Coleman. Front Porch The stairs on Lana's porch creak, heralding Joshua's arrival. He pauses, but when he moves, it creaks again, no matter how lightly he treads. Joshua wipes his nervous, sweaty hands on his pants and knocks on her door. The porch light comes on, and Bernice opens the door. Hello, Miss Harold. Mr. McRae, it's nice to see you. She opens the door, and Joshua walks in. Thank you for being on time. Lana, Joshua's here. Have a seat, Mr. McRae. Joshua sits down on the couch. He's still nervous. He hears footsteps coming down the stairs. Joshua stands, but it's not her. It's an older woman, Lana's grandmother. This is Lana's grandmother. It's very nice to meet you. It's very nice to meet you, too. So where are you taking my granddaughter? Uh, we're going down to the town square for some pop and to listen to some records. I like him. He has truthful eyes. Thank you. I was worried about you at first after I saw your brother. Uh, we're not much alike, ma'am. I see. He's the wild one. You smart and well-spoken like your mama, and that's okay. Uh, thank you. When you get to be my age, you know people just by looking at them. Lana, get down here and stop keeping this young man waiting. Lana comes downstairs, right on cue. She has on a baby blue sweater and a white skirt. Her hair is down. Hi, Joshua. Hey, Lana. You look nice. Thank you. Okay. You two better get going. I expect you to be home by 10 o'clock. Lana kisses her mother on the cheek. Bye, Grandma. Y'all have a good time. Joshua and Lana exit. The sky is full of beautiful yellows and oranges. They start down the road towards town. Lana breathes in the sweet smell of honeysuckle. Wild birds of paradise line the road. Mmm, I love that honeysuckle. It feels good to walk together without sneaking around. It does. I'm surprised your mother didn't follow us. <laughs> he looks behind them. Lana laughs and reaches out and holds Joshua's hand. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Your Mercury dealer and your Lincoln dealer present the Ed Sullivan Show. McCray's house, same moment. The McCrays are watching the Ed Sullivan Show in the living room. Okay, okay, quiet, quiet. Shh. I think this is it. We're only going to show him from the waist up. Lincoln starts to comb his hair. Boy, you keep combing your hair and it's going to fall out. I'm trying to get it to grow. Get it to grow? It's too long already. I thought you were going to cut it, Mama. Lincoln rolls his eyes. Isn't it past your bedtime? I'm going to cut it tomorrow. Oh, come on, Mama. James Dean and Elvis both have long hair. So does little Richard. Do I look like I'm James Dean's his Mama? You should have kept your mouth shut. 
Leona playfully hits Robert. Now you be quiet because your hair getting too long, too. Mama, why aren't they showing his legs on TV? No, just something to fuss about. Like the world doesn't have bigger problems. I'll say this for him, though. He's the only white boy I ever seen make money by being compared to a colored man. Elvis is big. He's changed music. Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Nat King Cole, ain't none of them as good as Elvis. Not even Jackie Wilson. Did you hear what your mama just said? Black folks been singing and moving like that for years. Now when a white man does it, what did they call him, Leona? A sensation. <laughs> Hell, ain't nothing sensational about him at all. They're just packaging colored music and a white man. Well, if he wasn't sensational, everybody wouldn't be talking about him being on Ed Sullivan. It said in the newspaper, millions of people will be watching. The newspaper can't make stuff up. On TV, Ed Sullivan introduces Elvis. And now, ladies and gentlemen, yes, that's right, Elvis Presley. Look at all those people screaming for him. Ladies and gentlemen, there must uh, be a thousand people there. Can I have your attention, please? Uh, I'd like to tell you that we're going to do a sad song for you. This song here is one of the saddest songs we've ever heard. It really tells a story, friends. Beautiful lyrics. It goes something like this. Johnson's department store, same moment. Joshua and Lana run to the TV department. Dozens of teenagers are there, black and white, to watch Elvis's historical television performance. The older customers look bothered by what they are seeing. They manage to make it to the front of the crowd. Black teenagers and white teenagers stand right next to each other, happily dancing to the music. The Cray House, same moment. Lincoln smiles as he claps his hands to the beat. Rita, totally uninterested, plays with her doll. Andy's Diner, night. Joshua and Lana relax in a booth at Andy's, a little hole-in-the-wall malt shop where black teenagers go. An upbeat rock and roll song plays on the jukebox. That was something, wasn't it? All those people crowding around those TV sets to watch Elvis. The waitress comes over. Two Coca-Colas and two cheeseburgers with everything on it, right? How'd you know that? Oh, you told me how much you like cheeseburgers. Lana hides her smile behind her menu and changes the subject. Sorry my mama put you through all that. It's okay. I understand. A lot of guys are up to no good. And? What are you up to? Uh, do you want to hear some music? Sure. Joshua walks over to the jukebox and drops a nickel in. A Chuck Berry song comes on. Joshua smiles. You don't get any points for that. Every girl likes Chuck Berry and Lil Richard. Oh, so what's your favorite song then? Let me have a nickel. 
Joshua reaches into his pocket and gives her a nickel. I saw that look on your face. You're worried you didn't have a nickel? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Lana scans the playlist. Let's see. There it is. Lana drops the nickel in the jukebox. She presses the buttons. This is my favorite song. A Blossom Fell by Nat King Cole begins to play. Lana closes her eyes and sways to the beginning of the song. It settles softly on the lips you turn to me. Aren't you going to ask me to dance? Okay. Joshua looks afraid. The dance starts off clunky. There's a lot of space between them. Slowly that distance closes and they soon hold each other like they have danced together dozens of times. Lana rests her head on Joshua's shoulder. He smiles. I saw you kissing someone new beneath the moon. McCray House, same moment. Lincoln is in the mirror singing Heartbreak Hotel. His flask is out. A lit cigarette is on top of a soda can, but the window is closed. He takes a sip of the drink. Leona knocks on the door. Lincoln? Just a minute, Mama. Lincoln runs over and opens the window. He throws a cigarette out the window and hides his flask in the drawer and shoves a stick of gum in his mouth. He chews it ferociously and takes his pants off, then opens the door. <laughs> Sorry, Mama. I'm not dressed. Well, I bought you some towels. Uh, what is that smell? Something in here stinks. Hmm. Probably just this hair grease. I'm trying something new. Lincoln tries to keep his face away from her. Leona picks up the Murray's pomade off the chest of drawers. No, I don't smell like pomade, Lincoln. It smells like cigarettes. Lincoln looks away for a second. He knows he's caught. Mama, I just had one. One drink or one cigarette? God didn't just put me on this earth, right? I can smell the liquor on you. Lincoln opens the chest of drawers and pulls out the flask and his lucky strikes and hands them to Leona. She stares at him for a few seconds. This is the first time. I swear to God. You swear to God? Huh. Boy, do you think I'm stupid? Come on, Mama. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Besides, Daddy drinks and smokes all the time. Yo, Daddy is a grown man. Mama, you're making a big deal out of nothing. Oh. Okay, I'm about to show your ass what a big deal is. Get dressed. Streets. Night. As Joshua and Lana walk home, they laugh like they don't have a care in the world. So, did you have fun tonight? I did. This was nice. Uh, nice enough to let me kiss you? She smiles. It's a nice kiss. Hardly a peck. After the kiss, they walk about half a block with smiles on their faces before they come to Lana's porch. What time is it? Probably about 9.30. Well, we have a half hour. They sit down on the porch. I heard about what happened at church. Mama keeps calling them hypocrites. I think my dad is happy we're not going anymore. He always thought they were phonies. He keeps saying, being in church don't make you a Christian. Just like being in the kitchen doesn't make you a cook. The flock of birds fly overhead. <gasps> Those are beautiful birds. Now, they've been coming around every spring since I was a kid. I've never seen them out at night, though. Those are blackbirds. When you see a flock of them, it means God is watching over you. I thought they were just big birds that made a lot of noise. Don't you know anything, silly? 
Blackbirds are the spirits of the dead slaves. Where did you hear that? My grandmother told me. She said whenever you see them in a pack, they're here to do the work of God. I love the sound they make. McCray House, night. Lincoln is in a three-foot hole. He slams his shovel into the hard dirt in the backyard and tosses a scoop of it to the side. He's filthy. He wears a do-rag to protect his hair. Leona and Robert watch him from nearby as Robert drinks from Lincoln's flask. Lincoln stops and wipes his brow. I didn't tell you to stop. Lincoln looks over at Robert for support. I don't know what you're looking at me for. Lincoln grabs the pick and uses it to break up the hard dirt. He tosses the pick aside and goes back to the shovel, but he's too tired. He stops. <sighs> Why am I digging this hole? Because your mama told you to. Robert takes a drink from Lincoln's flask. Well, I gotta hand it to you. This is some good liquor, though. But all I did was have a drink and a cigarette. Now, that's not all you did. You brought this mess into my house, and then you put yourself on your daddy's level after you lied. I know it was wrong, but if you want me to keep digging this hole, you have to tell me why. Boy, don't nobody around here have to tell you anything. That's the problem. You think you're grown. Lincoln rolls his eyes. Boy, don't eyeball your mama like you a man. You've been digging for less than an hour and you tired already? I just want to know why I'm digging this ditch. What are you, stupid boy? You act like you can do what I do? This is what I do. I dig dishes all day. So is it a big deal now? Yes, Mama, it's a big deal. Take one last drink and throw it in. Robert takes a long drink from the flask and throws the flask into the ditch. Leona tosses the cigarettes into the hole. Now, you look at that hole real good before you put that dirt back in it. And every time you think about bringing liquor and cigarettes in my house, you think about this ditch. Feel that hole. Leona and Robert walk back into the house. Lincoln sits down and catches his breath. Lana's porch, same moment. <laughs> See, you have a beautiful laugh. You should laugh more. You're so serious all the time. You're such an old soul. <laughs> Not when I'm around you. She pauses and smiles. It's the best thing he said all night. Bernice opens the door. 945. On time. Good job. <laughs> what is so funny? <laughs> All right, it's late. Thank you for a wonderful evening. I had a good time. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Bernice steers her towards the door. Joshua leaves the porch and heads in the opposite direction of his house. Aren't you going home? Sometimes I like to go over by the lake, watch fireflies dance. Well, don't stay over there too late. I don't want your mama to worry. Joshua runs off. Lincoln is in his room drying his hair off. He closes the door and puts on a t-shirt and some basketball shorts. Lincoln goes back to the door and opens it and peeks out into the hallway. He closes the door again. He goes under his bed and pulls out a shoebox. He takes out another flask. He opens it and takes a drink. Bayou. Night. The catfish jump out of the bayou to catch their dinner. Joshua comes up and sits near the edge of the bayou. A big, bright, full moon is high in the clear sky along with dozens of stars. Joshua takes it all in. <sighs> and what a night. Hey, boy. Joshua spins around. 
Frankie and his minions are there. Frankie has a brown paper bag. Joshua knows what they're about to try. We saw your nigger ass kissing that girl in the street. Damn disgusting. Frankie spits on the ground. They spread out and surround Joshua. The only place he could go is in the water. My daddy was talking about these uppity McRae niggers just last week. We ain't even got no TV at my house. What about you, Pete? You got a color TV? No, we ain't got no TV. Frankie, you got a TV? Not a color TV, or is it colored TV? (laughs) (laughs) One chance. Get down on your knees and beg, boy. Joshua is nervous, but his posture changes just a little bit towards resistance. Oh, shit. We got one of them proud darkies here, boys. Yep. Look at him squaring up his shoulders. This one here really needs to learn some manners. Either you get down on your nigger knees, or we're going to kick your black ass and leave you in that bayou. No. No. You know what we're going to do to you? We're going to kick your black ass, paint you, and drag you to your nigger girlfriend's house up the way and leave you on... Joshua spits in Frankie's face and runs past the boys towards his house. They chase him and tackle him and begin to beat him. Get his black ass up. They lift Joshua up. Frankie spits on his face and hits him in the jaw, knocking him to the ground. The boys kick him several times. Get that nigger shirt off. Frankie takes his belt off as his minions rip Joshua's shirt off and lift him up. I'm gonna show you your place, nigger. Frankie whips Joshua over and over. He finally throws his belt away. They push Joshua to the ground. Give me the bag. Frankie pours the flower on Joshua as his friends laugh. But they don't notice Joshua slides a razor out of his pocket and flicks it open. Hope your ass can swim, boy. Go ahead. They lift Joshua up again. McCray House, night. The clock over the stove says 106. The house is dark. Leona and Robert's bedroom. Where is that boy? Bernice already said the boy went over by the bayou. Yeah, he probably fell asleep over there. Not like he hasn't done it before. Yeah, I'm gonna get his ass when he walks through that door. Ugh. There's a crashing sound downstairs like glass breaking. Leona jumps out of bed and puts a robe on. Robert puts his pants on and grabs his shotgun from under the bed. Stay here. Lincoln, bring your sister in here and stay with your mama. Robert cocks the shotgun and runs out of the room. Oh! Bobby! Living room. Joshua is bruised and bloody. He is barely conscious. The flower is still all over him. Josh! Robert leans the gun against the door and runs to his son's side. Seconds later, the rest of the family heads down the stairs. (gasps) Josh! Rita, go get me some towels and a pot of water. Mama. Mama. Leona hugs him. Lincoln tries to get Joshua to the couch, but Leona won't let him go. (gasps) 
Leona, you got to let me get him to the couch. Leona reluctantly lets him go. Robert picks him up and lays him on the couch. Lincoln returns. Robert's hands are covered in blood. His back is bloody. Help me turn him over. They get him on his stomach and they see all the welts crisscrossing his back. Somebody worked him over bad. Lincoln stands near the door and rubs his fingers in the flower. Sheriff's son did this. He and his friends have been beating up colored boys and painting them with flour. I had to do it, Daddy. I had to. Robert looks at his son's beaten body. He's frozen. It's almost too much for him to bear. And then the bloody razor falls from his hand. Robert picks it up and examines it for a few moments. Is he cut? (gasps) I don't think so. Robert grabs his shotgun. Bobby, no! No! Bobby, you cannot go out there. Just tend to Josh. Y'all lock this door. Don't let nobody else in here unless it's me. A blood trail leads from the house back to the bayou. Robert and Lincoln walk down the middle of the road. Robert carries his shotgun out in the open. Edge of the bayou. They come up on Frankie's car. That is car. I think so. You see anybody? No. Let's go. It's definitely quiet. Should be noisy out here. Something has all the animals spooked. Lincoln scans the grass with a flashlight. Daddy! Over here! Robert runs over. Lincoln shines the light on the first teenager's body. Blood is everywhere. His face is a bloody mess. Lincoln drops the flashlight and runs over to the water. He throws up. Robert picks up the flashlight and walks closer. He finds the two other bodies. Damn. This ain't good. Devil finally came to town. Thank you for listening to Blackbirds Volume 1. To stay up to date on details regarding Volume 2, please visit www.blackbirdsaudio.com where you can get information on the cast and bonus content.